welcome to the Josiah Smith Podcast, where we talk about how to overcome life's challenges and live a life that's worth living. So no matter where you are, whether if you're at home or on the go, just sit back and enjoy the show. What's going on, everyone? Josiah here, and welcome to the Josiah Smith Podcast, coming to you from the greater Philadelphia area, the city of brotherly love. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast show, welcome. Thank you for stopping by. If you are a if you are a recurring listener, thank you so much for your continuing support. Your support is what helps the show grow. So whether if you are a recurring listener or you have stumbled across this channel, whether if you are at home or on the go, just sit back, enjoy the show, and hopefully by the end of this episode, you will find something of value that you can apply to your life so then that way you can not only become a better man, but also live a life that's worth living. So are you a young guy that has dreamed about marriage? Have you ever fantasized about the uh, American dream, basically the busty blonde wife with the 2.5 kids, the dog, the house with the white picket fence in the sunny suburbs? I know I have. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Uh, my marriage, though, it only lasted for a year and a half. Uh, it was anything but that. And I guess I can just go ahead and start from the very beginning. So last Wednesday, Wednesday morning, I had just uh, finished my uh, my work uh, at uh, with with the night shift, and I was going through the metal detector, and of course the security system has it all set up where it randomly selects one person to go through a second screening. And on that morning, I was the chosen one. I was the sacrificial lamb to go through the second metal detector for a second screening. So I empty out my pockets, put all my uh, stuff in the tray, and the book that I was reading, I put that down, down on the table, and one of the new security guards saw my book and the book that i was reading was called is called the power of habit very good book by the way highly re recommend it it is a must in your library it basically breaks down the science of how habits are formed how even though you cannot uh, destroy old destructive habits, you can actually replace them with new habits that are positive and healthy. Uh, it also talks about keystone habits in the sense of you focus all of your energy on fixing the one habit that has been keeping you stuck, that has been a major hindrance in your life. If you focus on that one habit, then all the other habits 
follow uh, follow suit. It's basically like the domino effect. So the security guard, uh, Ali is his name. Uh, he he looked at at the book, asked me if it was any good, and I said, "Yeah, it's actually pretty good." And I recommended it to him. Uh, he told me that he actually read the book Atomic Habits, which is basically basically the same thing as The Power of Habit. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, so this guy is like-minded. This guy is the kind of guy that he wants to better himself. He wants to take on the world. I like this guy. So we started engaging in conversation and... Let me tell you something, like, uh, Ollie and I, like, we just talked and talked and talked. Uh, It was getting to the point where I could actually see the sky uh, turning blue. So we were talking, and Ollie was telling me about how he's in college right now, and he's uh, dating a girl that had moved, that moved here uh, all the way from Palestine, and... He said that he and his girlfriend were planning on moving in together here in the near future, and he was telling me that one of his goals was to get married by the age of 26. And I looked at Ali, and I asked him the same question that many people, many people that were my that are my age. Many people in their 40s and 50s, 60s, 70s, they all asked me the same question that I asked him. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, kind of uh, funny and, and ironic. I never thought I'd actually be asking a young lad, a young whippersnapper that <laughs> uh, that that's actually uh, funny. But I digress. Uh, I never thought that I would be asking uh, any young lad that question how old are you so ali said that he was that he was 21 and i looked at him and i said you might want to rethink about wanting to get married by the age of 26 guys if you're listening to this and you're a teenager or you are a guy that's in your 20s even if you're not in your 20s, but you're still like in your uh, early to mid 30s, and you're th- wanting to get married, um, you might want to hold off on that. But for the guys that are in their teenage years and 20s specifically, you guys are at the right age right now. Teenage years and 20s. This is actually not the time to think about settling down and putting a ring on it. This is actually the perfect time for you to really find out who you are, who you are as a man, finding out your path and purpose, going out there, travel, explore, explore the world. I mean, (laughs) there is a big world out there. Um, I actually traveled outside of the country in August of 2019, and I went to Kenya. I went to Kenya for like a, a church, um, a church gathering, and 
let me tell you something. Going to a a another country, especially a third third world country like Kenya, it really is a big eye opener, and that can be another uh, episode for another time. Um, I mean, I have I have like a lot to say about my uh, time in Kenya. That that was that was something. But this is like a good time for you to travel. This is a good time for you to get your money right, get your fitness on par, and just meet new people. Like really, it's more it, your twenties. It's just more than just chasing after booty and how many women you have slept with, how many scores you've had. It's really about finding out who you really are. And I wish. I wish someone had told me that when I was younger. I wish that my father actually told that to me. Um, I've learned all this after a after my after my divorce uh, back in 2015. I got married in 2014. And divorce, the divorce was finalized in November of 2015. And then, of course, back in July of last year, I had a relationship uh, ended with a woman that I had known for 15, going on 16 years now. It, it was like a on and off kind of a relationship. Um, but in that relationship, it it hit me pretty, pretty hard. But it did teach me a lot of valuable lessons. The one big lesson that my marriage and my last relationship had really taught me was to really find out what it is that I truly want for myself. It really opened my eyes to seeing how the world really works, how the world really is. And, you know, I, I, I have said to myself, uh, ever since I've stumbled across the, the red pill philosophy, the red pill community, that I was thinking, man, if only I knew then what I know that know now, if only I could go back in time to when I was 17, 18 years old and just like really give myself a a good ass kicking and just say, yeah, will you please stop pedestalizing women? Stop putting them on a pedestal. Stop chasing after tail. Just focus on you. Focus on you. Love yourself. Be your, be your own best friend. Find out exactly what it is you want to do with your life. Um, When I was... 27. It was back in 2013. I, at the time, I was studying for my Assembly of God pastoral credentials. And I had this vision of going all over the world, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching the gospel of repentance and holiness to everyone because I didn't want to see anyone go to hell. And so I, and not only that, but I also grew up in a very devout Christian home. And so, you know, I grew up in church 
And so naturally, I thought that being a pastor was my calling. I thought it was my path and purpose. So I went to Berean. After, I spent about three years at Joliet Community College um, back in uh, Illinois in the Chicago area. And then I spent another three years studying at Berean School of the Bible, and it was all done online. And during my studies at Berean, I had my pastor, uh, Pastor Flanagan, mentor me. And right when we were getting close to uh, the day that I had to go to get interviewed by the district council for my credentials, my met my pastor told me that I should actually start considering finding a wife. He he said that not only would finding a wife would help me spiritually, but that it would also look good for me when I get my credentials. So at the time I was hesitant. I even said to my uh, pastor, and I really don't want to do that. I really don't want to get, I really don't want to get married right now. I don't want to find a wife. Um, not only that, but I tried dating websites and I had no luck. But eventually, I saw Christian Mingle being advertised on Fox News. And so I thought, okay, I will give it a try. So I went on to Christian Mingle, and that was when I met my ex-wife. After I had talked to and even had like one or two first dates that went nowhere. And while my um, ex-wife and I were talking, uh, it was like right around... I believe October, November of 2013, that when I asked her out, she said that she may not be able to see me because her visa was going to be expiring in December of that year, and she was afraid of getting deported. Um, my ex-wife is actually from um, Indonesia, from the uh, East Java Island. And so she was afraid of getting deported. So naturally, in my state of desperation, loneliness, and wanting to be married for the sake of marriage, and not only that, but I was also thinking with the little brain instead of my big brain, uh, I asked her right then and there to marry me. She asked me if I was sure. I said yes, and then she said okay. So January of... That year, I met my ex-wife face to face. We were dating for um, about six, seven months, and then we got married in August of 2014. And I know six months—that's not long. But at the time, uh, a part of me was thinking, "Well, my parents got married." Uh, within three months. So, and they've been together, even though that they've had their ups and downs, their arguments, but they're still married. And 
you know, surely that my marriage will work out just just fine. Uh, I did see a lot of red flags uh, in my relationship with my ex-wife, but I overlooked them because, again, I was in that state of desperation and wanting to be married for the sake of marriage. And plus, my ex-wife and I had sex, so naturally I thought, well, it looks like I had sex with her. Now I have to get married. And of course, that was that was ridic- that was ridiculous. I can hear uh, Bill Cosby saying, "That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life," and it and it actually is. So, my ex-wife and I we were married, and it looked like the marriage was okay. Uh, within two weeks of our marriage, we started fighting and arguing, and for the entire time that we were married, um, all we ever did was fight and argue about money. Um, and then it, it you know, that it was just that was quite a that was quite an experience. Really, the only th- uh, good thing that came out of my marriage was my son, and I love him to death. Um, my ex-wife and I are actually on good terms now, um, especially for uh, for the sake of our son, because you know the last thing we want to see our son uh, go through is experience is him experiencing his parents still fighting and still at each other's throats. So, so far we've been, so far we've been doing good, but again, I, as I look back on, on everything, I thought to my, I was, I started thinking to myself, you know, if, only I knew then what I know now, instead of focusing on wanting to get married, focusing on chasing after women, chasing after the booty, that I should have focused on myself. I should have focused on discovering who I really am, finding out what my path and purpose is. My money was right for the most part, but my fitness, it wasn't. I really didn't start going to the gym until four years ago. Uh, Four years ago, I was a very big guy. I was like almost 300 pounds. And what really caused me to go to start my fitness journey was I had my, my son over one night, and I was laying flat on my back. And for the first time, I was breathing heavy. And I looked at my son, and I said to myself, I got to do something about my health very soon. Otherwise, I'm not going to be around his, in his life for too much longer. So uh, I've so I went down to the YMCA, took out a gym membership, went on the keto diet, and I've been on my fitness journey ever since. And my fitness journey has actually opened doors to a lot of new uh, a lot of new experiences a lot of new adventures and again uh, that can be another episode for another time 
But still, guys, I'm not... I know that we're living like in a day where most women are egotistic. Most women are full of themselves. Uh, I am fully aware of female, female nature. I am aware of hypergamy and all that. Let's be honest though, guys. We all love women. We all love sex. Sex is great. Is it a necessity? Is it a must? No. But I have, I have learned and I have learned the hard way that there's more to this life than sex. There's more to life than love. There's more to life than there's more to life than marriage. If you are a guy who is who is in his teens to his twenties and you feel like you're stuck, this is now the perfect time to get unstuck and ask yourself the question, what is it that I truly and deeply want for myself? And then just start pursuing uh, whatever it is that you want to, uh, to do and to be. And again, get your start getting your fitness on par because you guys are at the age where your testosterone is on high, on high cloud nine. Uh, once when you turn the age to the age of 30, your testosterone goes down 1% a year. Now you can still maintain your testosterone levels by, you know, lifting weights, uh, eating high pro, uh, high protein, high fat diet, um, on and on and on. But yeah, get your fitness on par, get your money right, travel, go on some adventures, experience uh, experience the world, meet new people, learn a new language. If you are a man who is in his 30s and you were in my position, let me just put it this way. You're, you're, you're not a lost cause. You know, I'm 37, I'm going to be 37 in July, and I'm here to tell you that you can still make it. You can still build a better life for yourself. I've heard it say that if you focus on, on yourself, the women will start to focus on you. And... You know, I've experienced that in the past. And then, of course, I got started getting sidetracked. But once when I start started uh, focusing on myself, that's when I started noticing subtle signs of women taking notice. But in the end, a woman should be a complement to your life, not the focus of it. So that's all for today's show, guys. If you enjoy the show, leave a... Uh, leave a review on Spotify uh, and app or Apple Podcasts if you're listening to this on Apple. Uh, if you have any questions, or uh, if you have like any questions, or if you like to hear anything for any future episodes, you can either send a voice message uh, to uh, my podcast platform Anchor, uh, which is sponsored by Spotify. Uh, or you can send me an email to 
the Joe Schmo podcast at gmail.com. That's the Joe, so T H E J O Schmo S C H M O podcast at gmail.com. And until then, guys, stay strong, fight hard, and you are worthy. Don't give up on the fight.